Welcome to the old radio. The the old radio. The old the old. Ra- It's the old radio comedy podcast. Welcome to episode 66 of the old radio comedy podcast, where we celebrate the classic comedy shows from the golden age of radio. And today is a special Hump Day Happy Hour edition, so we're bringing you two back-to-back episodes of The Baby Snook Show, starring Fanny Bryce's Snooks and Hanley Stafford as her long-suffering father. The show ran from September 17, 1944 to May 22, 1951. Bryce died two days after the final show at the age of 59. Sit back and relax as we bring you the 1944 and 1947 episodes of The Opera and Charity Auction from The Baby Snook Show. Here's to veterans from The Baby Snooks Show, starring Fanny Bryce as Baby Snooks, with Hanley Stafford as Daddy, Carmen Dragon and his orchestra, and me, Harlow Wilcox. Here's to veterans, the fast-moving quarter hour of entertainment and helpful information brought to you transcribed by the top-flight talent of radio in cooperation with the Veterans Administration. Dedicated to the citizens who served in our armed forces, now working shoulder to shoulder with their fellow Americans to make a stronger and better America for us all. Before we join the Higgins at Sycamore Terrace, I'd like to tell you a true story about one of the world's great conquerors. In November 1944, he was paralyzed by a bullet from an enemy sniper. At the Veterans Administration, hospital doctors told this man exactly what he was up against. They explained what they'd do and what he would have to do. He said, okay, it's a deal. Slowly, painfully, he forced his body to obey his will. Trained healthy muscles to do useful work, learned how to use braces, and now he's home in a house equipped with ramps to make travel easy for his wheelchair. He built his own typewriter desk, writes a weekly newspaper column, and he's now ready to enter college. Yes, this veteran is one of the world's mighty conquerors. He conquered himself. Helped every step of the way by the skill and know-how of the VA's top-notch doctors and nurses, this veteran, this conqueror, is fighting his way back, inch by inch, to useful and self-reliant citizenship. And that's the goal of the Veterans Administration. And now to Sycamore Terrace. Well, the Higgins' home is in a more than usually hectic state as Mummy prepares for the arrival of Charles Harding Blair, the eminent author, lecturer, and traveler. Much to Daddy's disgust, he's going to be their house guest. Well, come along, Snooks. We'll try to make ourselves presentable for the great Charles Harding Blair. While you're at it, you might glance through those books on the table. Books? Yes, Mr. Blair's books. He wrote them. The very least you can do is glance through them so you'll have some basis for dinner table conversation. Oh, Vera, this is going too far. It is not. Hmm. Read me about China. Very well, I'll just read something at random. All right. Traveling in our little skiff down the Yangtze River, we suddenly came upon a large building. The reader will never guess what it was. Maybe it was a Yangtze Stadium. (laughs) 
very funny. Yeah, I'm funny. <laughs> do you mind if I continue reading? Please do. Very well. The reader will never guess what it was. Although Oolong, my number one boy, made a feeble pun about the building, saying it might be the Yangtze Stadium. <laughs> All right. Africa the Mysterious, mm -hmm. Chapter 3. Yes. Yeah. Although it was pitch dark out, I suddenly called a halt as I instinctively realized we had reached the banks of the Niaza River. We struck camp early the following day and made our way down the Niaza to Ngagi in the Tata region. <laughs> What's the matter, Daddy? Nothing. That's what it says here. Oh, I thought your teeth were slipping. <laughs> Now listen. The third day out, Greps, my number one boy, <laughs> cited the Ngagi escarpment. Mm, that must be him. Huh? Yes. Lancelot, look, it's Mr. Blair. Straighten up this room, hurry. Here's a comb, Lancelot. Comb your hair. What hair? Oh dear, I'm so excited. I don't even know my own name. Well, it's not Richard. Open the door. <laughs> oh yes. Be still, my heart. Mr. Blair, I take it. So nice to see you. Come in, won't you? You are Mrs. Higgins? Uh, yes. And uh, who, pray, is this? This is my daughter. My advice to you, madam, is not to take her to Africa in the open season. <laughs> I've hunted things that look better than that. <laughs> well, I know she's not pretty, but she's very bright. And well-mannered. And this? Uh, my husband, Mr. Higgins. Mm. Nature, Mrs. Higgins, has indeed been unkind to you. So I like that. My luggage what? is outside, Mr. Higgins. Would you mind? Uh, Lancelot, bring Mr. Blair's luggage in. That's it, dear. <laughs> well, don't stand there, Lancelot. Hurry, Mr. Blair is tired and wants to change. Hurry, Lancelot. Just call me Oolong. So long, Oolong. <laughs> Come in. Oh, Mr. Blair, I brought you up some lunch. Thanks. It's good, because I take it and on the way up. Yeah, just, just set it on the table and leave. Mommy, fix you some boiled eggs. I baked you a pie. A pie? A pie? What kind of pie? A mud pie. <laughs> well, take it away. Take it away. I'll have no mud pie, no mud pie at all. What are you staring at? What are you doing? I'm typewriting. That's what I'm staring at. Oh, please, child, run along. I have a lecture to deliver tomorrow, and I'm trying to finish it. I want to hear your lecture. No. <laughs> I want to hear your lecture. What's this thing over here? That is a beehive. A real one? No, it's a model I use in my lecture. Almost impossible to tell it from the real thing, isn't it? Yeah. I can almost feel those little bees in there. They're stinging me. <laughs> Even those little bees in there that are stinging you are perfect little models. Yeah. Now, careful, that's glass. You'll break it. No, I won't. Don't touch it. Mrs. Higgins. Mrs. Higgins. Uh, yes, I'm right here, Mr. Blair. Get this human barnacle of yours away from me. Oh, I'm sorry. Leave Mr. Blair alone, Snoop. And what were you doing prowling around outside my door? I just came up to tell you you're wanted on the telephone. Oh. 
smell certainly took you long enough. I came as fast as I could. This is a pretty old make-believe bee house. Those little bees are so cute. I wonder if we'd miss it if I just took one. I'll take this one. Oh, I broke it. What'll I do? Oh, I know. There's another beehive out in the apple tree. I'll get it to him and he won't know the difference. <laughs> Love, Bob, what are you doing in that living room? I just finished cleaning it. It's all right, darling. I'm walking on my hands. Oh, Lancelot, isn't it thrilling? What? Charles Harding Blair has decided to stay another week with us. That's the best news I've had since I got my finger caught in the lawnmower. And guess what else, Lancelot? Mr. Blair is giving a preview of his lecture right in our home this afternoon. Stupendous. I'm having a luncheon for all the women in the ladies' auxiliary, and you can help. I've got news for you, Vera. I won't be here. I'm leaving the house. Exactly. That's how you can help. Oh. I want you to take Snooks and Rosebeer with you. What? Oh, now, Vera, I was going over to my club for a little relaxation. Lancelot, it's very seldom I ask you to take the children off my hands. But, Vera, it's a men's club. I was going to play some ball and take a steam. What'll I do with those kids? I don't care what you do with them. Just get them out of the house. Oh, man's castle. When it comes to spending your money on life insurance, you have the last word. What kind and how much of it you carry is your business. However, when so many experts agree the National Service Life Insurance is such a good deal, the advice of the Veterans Administration seems more than reasonable. That advice is simply this. If you have dropped your GI insurance, get all the facts about it right now. After you have the whole story... You probably can get your GI insurance back if you want it. The surest way to get the full story about National Service Life Insurance is to ask the VA or the insurance men cooperating with the VA. Then you can decide what to do. Remember that a sound life insurance program is an asset to yourselves, your families, and your communities. It's the badge of responsible citizenship. No veteran can afford to plan a life insurance program without taking a careful look at National Service Life Insurance. It was provided especially for you and your comrades in uniform by Congress and a grateful nation. And now, back to the Higgins home in Sycamore Terrace. Mommy's luncheon is over. The ladies have settled down, and Mr. Charles Harding Blair is in the midst of his lecture on the life of the bee. Let me illustrate, ladies, by making reference to this model beehive here. Looks almost real, doesn't it? <laughs> it, uh, it has a hymn somewhere along here. Where is that thing? Be careful, Mr. Blair. There's a bee crawling on your hand. Now, now, now. Let's not let our imaginations run away with us. These are just imitation bees. They...
I guess it's safe to go in now. I don't see any cars. The women must have gone home. <laughs> oh, Vera. Oh, why are you crying? What's the matter, Mommy? Don't you? What's the matter, Mommy? Me? You? Darling, what is it? What's happened? Last lot, Higgins. I protected that child many times when you wanted to give her a spanking. But now I want you to give her the licking of her life. Will somebody please tell me what's happened? My whole party ruined because that child broke Mr. Blair's model beehive and substituted a real one. It was awful. There were bees all over the place. Well, where's Blair? He left in a rage. He's not staying with us anymore. He's going to Mrs. Jackson's. Well, Lancelot, don't stand there. Do something. Snokes. Goodbye, Daddy. Come here. <laughs> Leave the room, Vera. This is not going to be pretty. Not too hard, Lancelot. Just teach her a good lesson. I'll take care of it. Outside, Vera. This is man's work. <laughs> Call me when it's over. I'll be in the next room. <laughs> Here's half a dollar. <laughs> a half a dollar? Yeah. Now start bawling. But you didn't hit me yet. I'm not going to. But I want your mother to think I am. Now go ahead. Yell loud as though I'm hitting you. Take this! <laughs> and this! <laughs> and this! I love you, little daddy. I love you, The Here's to Veterans tribute from the Baby Snooks Show, starring Fanny Bryce as Baby Snooks with Hanley Stafford as Daddy, Arlene Harris, Alan Reed, the music of Carmen Dragon and his orchestra, and me, Harlow Wilcox. Who, with your sponsor, and the American Federation of Musicians, the American Federation of Radio Artists, the Advertising Council, and this station have donated their services and time to the Veterans Administration as public service. Tune in again for another star-studded Here's to Veterans show. And remember, veterans, for advice and help with your insurance, education, loans, medical care, and other benefits, write or visit your nearest Veterans Administration office. Remember, a well-adjusted veteran means a happier and more prosperous America. And now a word from your local announcer. America's security is your security. Buy United States security bonds. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Wynn Elliott, your host for Guest Star, a transcribed feature program brought to you by United States security bonds and this station as a public service. For a secure home in a secure country... Invest now in United States security bonds. Like 80 million of your neighbors, become a stockholder in America. Our guest today is one who's been known to theater audiences since before the beginning of radio. Here she is in her famous characterization of Baby Snooks, assisted by Hanley Stafford as daddy, Miss Fanny Bryce. Toreadoro, Toreadoro. Snooks, we're going to have a great adventure in music this evening. I'm taking you to the opera. Kenobi. Nonsense. You'll love the opera. It's colorful and exciting. Well, I ain't excited. Well, listen to what you're going to hear. 
Just listen. A toreador, oh, toreador. Well, does that convince you? Yeah. I want to go to the movie. That's the attitude I'd expect from you. Don't you know why I'm taking you to the opera? Because <laughs> you got two free tickets. Oh, that'll do. Look, we're to the opera, and that's final. Now, go put on your best dress and find my top hat. But, Dad... There'll be no buts about it. I want to see you down here in ten minutes with your coat and my top hat. Can I wear my own hat? Very funny. Run along. All right, Daddy. Sorry, Number, please. I want to speak to Alexander Bumstead. I beg your pardon? I want to ask him what he did with my daddy's top hat. I'm sorry. I'll connect you with information. All right. Information? Oh. Did you wish information? Yes. What did Alexander do with my daddy's top hat? <laughs> sorry. I do not have that information. Do you wish me to look up a party for you? Oh, I haven't got time to go to a party. Because <laughs> my daddy is taking me. To whom do you wish to speak? To Alexander. Do you have his last name? It's Bumstead. And his address? I don't know his address, but his phone number is named 2695. <laughs> I'll connect you. Hello. Hello, Alexander. Hello, Snooks. What you doing? Nothing. You want to come over to my house and fight? <laughs> no, thanks. I got to go to the opera. What you call me up for? Do you remember that hat you wore when we got married? Yeah. Uh-huh. Your father's stovepipe. Well, I need it back. You getting married again? <laughs> no, my daddy wants it. You know where it is? Sure. It's on my snowman. What's left of it? Uh-oh. <laughs> I guess it ain't gonna do your father any good. I guess it ain't gonna do me any good either. Well, goodbye. Sorry you can't fight with me today, Snooks. Well, why don't you call up Gwendolyn? Maybe she's free. Nah, she can lick me. <laughs> Goodbye, Alexander. Goodbye. Oh, I love that boy. <laughs> Goodbye, well, Daddy. Come here, young lady. You might as well know right off that I heard the whole conversation. And I know all about what happened to my top hat. Shall I turn it over, Daddy? No, this time I won't spank you. Do you feel all right? Of course I do. But I want to prove to you the value of telling the truth. Mm-hmm. You tell the truth, I don't spank you. Oh. This looks like a good time to tell you about the tickets. The opera tickets? Uh-huh. Ropespeare chewed up one of them. <laughs> the spitballs. Spitballs? Yeah. Whatever made him do that? He saw me chew up the other one. <laughs> Snooks, those were box seats you chewed up. Daddy, you're taking off your belt. You're going to spank me. You told the truth again. Can't we buy new tickets? Yes, but not in the same place. Bend over, Snooks. This is going to hurt me worse than it hurts you. Yes, but not in the same place. Thank you, baby Snooks and Daddy. Now, between the acts, here's Harry Sosnick and the Security Bonds Orchestra with a special Sosnick arrangement of Irving Berlin's Cheek to Cheek. Mm-hmm. 
to Sycamore Terrace and the Opera House. Snooks and Daddy are making their way to the seats Daddy has been forced to buy with his own money. Eight and nine. Snooks, stop counting the steps. I'm not Daddy. I'm counting the balconies. Well, stop it. We've only got two more to go. Steps? No, balconies. Mm, I don't like the Opera, Daddy. You haven't seen it yet. And stop complaining. Opera happens to be one of the highest forms of art. Well, I don't like it. Well, why? It's too high. Well, that's too bad. The orchestra seats were too expensive. Why? Well, it's always that way. The lower seats are higher. <laughs> the lower seats are higher? Yes. And the higher seats are lower. <laughs> the lower you go, the higher you go, but the higher is low. You see, the lower the seats and the lower you go, the higher the seats. For instance, the orchestra is always higher than the balcony. Now, do you understand? Yeah. The orchestra sits on the roof. No. The audience sits in the orchestra. Where does the orchestra sit? Listen, Costello. Let's drop the whole thing. You know, dear, I've always had an affinity for fine music. Yeah. The last time I was at the opera, I was singing. Mm -hmm. I brought your mother here. Oh, what a beautiful memory. The opera? No, being single. <laughs> oh, come on, Snooks. The curtain's going up. This is where our seats are. I don't see our seats. Well, they're not reserved. You sit anywhere you want to. Anywhere I want to? Yes. Get off that lady's lap. But you said that... Never mind. Quiet. Pianissimo, oh, please. Oh, the opera's starting. Look, uh, maybe we can get a couple of single seats. There's an empty one right there, in front. Oh, yes. And there's another empty one way up behind that post. Ah. Well, looks as if one of us is going to sit behind a post. I wonder which one. No, you don't think I take advantage of you just because you're a child, do you? Well, do you? Don't I? <laughs> All right, I'll leave it up to you. Sit in whichever seat you want to. Right down here. On the other hand, Snooks, you have better eyes than I have. You have a longer neck than I. <laughs> For that remark, you can go sit behind the post. That's my daddy. Go ahead. I'll see you during the intermission. Why? Here, let's him Excuse me. Excuse me. Well, thank heavens I'm rid of her. Now I can enjoy the opera in peace. Oh, no, not that. Yo-ho! I'll ignore her. Mr. I see you. Is that brat your daughter? No. Hmm, yes, I am. Will you please shut her up? You shut her up. You shut her up or I'll shut you up. Hey, and miss him, old lady. <laughs> Whatever it is, it can wait. down and sit on my lap. I'm sorry I brought you here in the first place. This is a wonderful opera, Daddy. What is it? It's Aida. Can't you hear? Don't you see that foreign setting? Yeah. The elephants will appear any minute. <laughs> There's one now. That's Signor Scalapini. <laughs> He's the man you're going to sing for later. Listen to that voice. Someday you might grow up to be just like him. Mm, that's good. Oh, you like the idea? Yeah. I always wanted to be a fat man with a beard. <laughs> be quiet. Look, 
There's another elephant. That's the prima donna. They call her the canary of the West. Why? Well, she sings like a canary. She looks like a canary. She can do anything a canary can do. Can she lay a little blue egg? Stop that. Who's that singer over there? That's an elephant. And keep quiet. <laughs> Why can't you sit still and listen to the opera? Shut up. You shut up. Permissimo, please. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, it's the Baby Snooks Show, starring Fanny Bryce as Baby Snooks with Hanley Stafford as Daddy, Carmen Dragon and his orchestra, and yours truly, Harlow Wilcox. us now to Sycamore Terrace, haunts of the terrible tot, Baby Snook. Daddy is just entering the Higgins house carrying two large boxes. Something for Snooks? Something for Mummy? Well, let's see. Vera, I have a surprise for you. For me, dear? What is it? You'd never guess. Oh, come on, Lancelot, tell me. All right. The tailor finally gave me my new suits. Well, that's a great surprise for me. Well, if you want them, you can have them. I'm only kidding, dear. As a matter of fact, I'm delighted. Mrs. Van Fraser is giving a charity auction and lawn party tonight. And your old suits are just what she needs. Do you think they'll fit her? Oh, bless <laughs> Well, I'll call her and tell her to send someone over for them. Uh-huh. Now to see how these new babies look on me before Snooks tears the buttons off. <laughs> Drape is very nice. Tweed's certainly becoming to me. Hello, Daddy. Oh, hello, Snooks. Have you made your contribution to the charity auction? No, not yet. What are you going to give? Well, you know my beautiful new doll? Sure. With the blue ribbon on the hair? Yes. And the pin on the ribbon? Yes. I'm going to give him the pin. <laughs> you ought to be ashamed of yourself. I'm giving away half of my clothes. Did you know that? Yeah, Mommy told me. She said if you didn't give them away, she'd throw them away. She just meant she wanted me to get some new suits. Well, did you get them? Oh, there's your answer. See that fellow in the mirror? Yeah. Quite a handsome chap, isn't he? <laughs> well, isn't he? Is he? All right. You can knock me, but don't knock my suit. You like it? Mm-hmm. I love it. Do you, uh, think it makes me look slim? Yeah. It's pretty the way the stripes curve around your tummy. 
<laughs> tummy? I haven't got a tummy. That's my chest. Your chest? Certainly. Well, what is it doing down there so long? Are you, perchance, implying that I should go back to reducing? Perchance. Oh, no. I went through that reducing routine, and I left all that behind me. Daddy. What? You left a lot in front of you, too. <laughs> Why must you take everything I say so literally? <laughs> I don't know. Now, what do you mean, you don't know? I don't know what literally means. It means taking everything the way it sounds. Oh. If I said I felt like a different man, you'd want to know who I felt like. If I said I was hungry enough to eat a horse, you'd say, what horse? No good, huh? <laughs> no. Look, uh, you think this coat is too short? No, I like it. I become very close conscious. Have you? Yes, and I didn't used to be that way in the old days when I pressed my suit with your mother. When you did what? When I pressed my suit with your mother. That's what I thought you said. Snooks, you're not going to take that literally after what I told you. No, but you... I was saying, when I pressed my suit with your mother, I was quite young. Daddy. What? Did you heat her on the stove? <laughs> you did it again. Yeah. <laughs> I merely meant to imply that when I courted your mother, I was no Beau Brummel. Who's he? Beau Brummel was a leader of fashion in the court of George IV, 150 years ago. Did he take Mummy out, too? It's possible. <laughs> well, I'd better take this coat off before it gets all wrinkled. Are you going to take the pants off? Oh, those are my old pants. You won't see much more of them. They're going to Mrs. Van Frazier's lawn party this afternoon. What's a lawn party? Oh, you went to one last year. Don't you remember? Mummy ran the kissing booth. Who did she kiss? The purchasers. What purchasers? You may well ask. If you give me a nickel, I'll give you a kiss. Just like your mother. Forget it. Why? I'm not interested in kissing. <laughs> I am. What do you mean? Well, every day when I go to school, one of the boys grabs me by the hair and he tries to kiss me. Well, why don't you run away? Suppose you don't chase me. <laughs> Just as I said, a true child of your mother. Well, I'm not taking either of you to lawn parties anymore. Mommy says you wouldn't take us anyway. Cost the tickets are ten dollars. Ten dollars? Yeah. Well, I'll say we're not going. It's enough that I'm sending these clothes. Oh, Vera, let's get this straight. Oh, where are you, Vera? I'll get it. Hello. Mrs. Van Frazier sent me to pick up some clothes. Oh, I guess these must be the ones. Here they are. Thank you. Well, I got that settled. Ten dollars indeed. Who was at the door, Snooks? Go to man from Mrs. Van Frazier. Oh, he's going to pick up my old clothes. Where is he? He's gone. Snooks, what did you give him? Huh? What did you give him? Just empty hangers? I didn't notice. <laughs> My new suits are gone! They are? Don't tell me you gave them to the man. Don't worry, I won't tell you. Oh, my <laughs> My two new suits! Well, let's catch that man. I've got to get them back. I think I did something wrong. 
young Tarabot singing star gives us the ever-lovely Dancing in the Dark. Dancing in the dark Till the tune ends We're dancing in the dark And it soon ends We're waltzing in the wonder couldn't catch the delivery boy, and Daddy's new suits are at Mrs. Van Frazier's swanky lawn party, waiting to be auctioned off for charity. Daddy had only one course of action, to go to the party and get some back. Or try to. We'll be there any minute. I'll get those suits back or know the reason why. Are you going to pay the $10 to get in? Oh, don't be silly. Why do you think we stopped at the bakery shop? I don't know. To buy those pies you have on your lap. Oh. We'll pretend we're from the store delivering. Once inside, we'll get rid of the pies. The pies. What do you mean, pies? I got rid of one of them already. <laughs> no. 
say you're kidding. You're kidding. <laughs> Open that box. How huh, now? As your father, I command you. As your daughter? All right. <laughs> if I find you ate a whole pie, I'll spank you. I'm safe. Look. Why, you only ate half of this one. <laughs> now, why did you say there was only one pie left? I ate half of the other one, too. <laughs> oh, great. Well, we're here. There's only one thing to do about it. We won't open the boxes. I'll say we're from Pierre, the caterer. I'll say we're from the drugstore. You'll keep quiet. I'll tell them you only speak French. If you have to say something, say, may we. May we? That's it. Yes? Oh, please, person. Take the delivery entrance. Oh, but no, monsieur. Representatives of Pierre do not take those in France. I bring the pie. May I? We. Oui. We? Oui? Yes. May I? What a cute child. How are you, dear? May we? Uh, she only speaks French. Oh, really? Une jolie petite fille qui parle français. Quel est ton nom, la petite fille? Well? May we? I don't think she understands me. Oh, oh, oh you see, she speaks a, a different dialect from the south of France. The deep south. Sounds strange. Et alors tu as l'accent du midi. Et quel est le nom de, de ton père? Ma petite chérie, quel est le nom de ton père? Hein? Well? May we, you all, yak yak. <laughs> oh, no! Mammy! Stop that! Stop it! I mean, stop it! Oh, <laughs> the little jerk. <laughs> now, monsieur, where shall we deliver the pies? I don't remember ordering pies. Open the box and let me see them. Uh, uh, never. When Pierre donates to charity, no one looks. Oh, I didn't know there were donations. <laughs> Go right in. Come, Shelley. Is that me? Come on. Oh, I'm sure outfoxed him. Ah, this looks like a nice party. Yeah. Look at all the booze. Yeah. Gambling, kissing. <laughs> Say, that's a pretty girl at that kissing booth. Yeah. Well, it's for a good cause. It'll only cost two dollars. Two dollars and fifty cents. What do you mean? The fifty cents is for a better cause. What better cause? Of course, I'll come on if you don't give it to me. <laughs> Little stool pigeon. We'll forget the whole thing. We'll make it 25 cents. Skip it. We're not here to have fun. We've got to find my suits. I want to have fun. Please. <laughs> I want to have fun. Oh, well. You'll probably only get in my way. I'll go look for the suits. Here's some cash. And don't get in any trouble. How much trouble can you get in for just a penny? Oh, all right. Then here's a dime. I'll meet you here in a few minutes. All right. Oh, boy. What'll I do first? Here you are, sister. Six bowls for a quarter. I only got ten cents. All right. A special price for you. Now, I'll explain the game to you. Each one of these little bowls represents a cribbit. Now, roll them carefully into each gashnabit. If the brillig of the crevasans adds up to 50 or over, you can take your pick of these plecosans on the shelf. <laughs> you talk just like Robespierre. <laughs> okay, here you go. Number seven and Provis is still a grubbling. Watch closely as she hutches the drannock into the hole. 
38, and the little lady wins a prize. Hooray, I want a cosmetic. <laughs> that should it. Look, 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 look what a prize. Two beautiful jeweled ladies here, Ray. Indeed, they're beautiful. You win one of them. One? Yes, but you can win the other. No, I'll take the one. Well, it's a cinch to win the other earring. Just grubble the ball into the flugent. No, I'll take just the one. Goodbye. Yeah, now, wait a minute. What'll I do with one earring? Well, what did you want me to do with it? Oh, here, take them both and get out of here. I think I did something right. Well, hello, little girl. You all alone? Oh, hello, Mr. Policeman. Are we lost? I ain't. Are you... Maybe you'd better come over to the office with me. Uh, who are you with? My daddy. He left me, and I tried to grebble the ball into the flugus. What? I made the brillage of the crevices fall right into the rank. What are you talking about? Oh, it's very simple. The flugus of the top ten added up to 38, and what do you think I want? What? A cosmetic. Come along, miss. It's to the office for us. No. Oh, uh, pardon me, officer. That's my child. Oh, here you are. Thought she was lost. Uh, I'd take her to see a good psychiatrist if I were you. I don't think she's got all her buttons. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. Oh, he's gone. Come on, Snooks. Where? I found out my suits are upstairs somewhere with the rest of the auction stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're going to sneak up and get them back. Duck in this door. Yeah. An old-timer now, restyled in the Carmen Dragon manner. Anything goes. more to Sycamore Terrace and the Charity Bazaar. Snooks contributed Daddy's expensive new suits to be auctioned off, and Daddy, in a panic, is trying to get them back. Outside Mrs. Van Frazier's mansion, the lawn party is in full swing. And inside... Well, Snooks, my suits are in one of these rooms on the second floor. Daddy, can I slide down the banister? Not now. Can I slide up the banister? Why, of course you can. 
You can only slide down a banister. Oh, thank you. Come here. <laughs> now, you got me into this mess. You're going to get me out. The things to be auctioned off are in one of these rooms. I look on this side of the hall. You look on the other. All right. Well, what do you see? A table, a chair, a picture, a bed. Any clothes? No. Try the next one. A chair, a sofa, a picture, a lamp. Any clothes? No. Try the next two. <laughs> what did you see? A chair, a table, a lamp, no clothes. <laughs> well, maybe it's in the next room. Yeah. Yeah, this is it. There's stuff piled all around. Oh, fine. Now, listen. I'll stand watch out here. You go in and make sure you pick my suits from among the others. I can't see them. They are two tweed drape suits. Two sweet grapefruits? <laughs> drape suits. Go inside. They are two button suits. Are these yours? Are they tweed? Yes. Have they got two buttons? Yes. Well, bring them to me. All right. Here, Daddy. Yeah. What's that in your hand? Two buttons. Oh, I'll go in and get them myself. Boy, what a mess of clothing they got here. Yes. Now, here they are. My two tweed, no-button suits. Well, thank heavens. Got them at last. Now, let's get out Ew. of here. Quick. Oh. <laughs> I was just sorting the clothes. I've already gone through the inventory. I'm Mrs. Van Fraser. Well, I left something in the pocket of a suit I contributed. She's already gone through the pocket. <laughs> I thought you said you couldn't get here. I did. You're safer, the auctioneer, aren't you? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. You can start as soon as we get these items downstairs. Did you hear that? Yeah. She thinks I'm an auctioneer. What a break. Snooks. Yes, Schaefer. <laughs> I'm going through with it. I'm going to be the auctioneer. And when I come to my suits, you know what you're to do? Mm-hmm. Tear the buttons off them. No. Bid on them. Now, look, I'll explain it to you. All right. Well, it looks as if we have a lot of sports in the audience tonight, so let's see some spirited bidding. Hello, Daddy. Here I am. Quiet. Now, the first item here is a sweet little chapeau, garnished with frou-frou trimmings of ripe little red cherries. What am I offering? Two dollars. Three dollars. No. Four dollars. Five dollars. Do I hear another bid? Do I hear another bid? Please. Six dollars. Oh, tell what am I saying? <laughs> Wrap it up for the little lady in the front row. Never mind, I'll eat it right here. <laughs> Now I have here a lady's uh, girdle. What am I offering? Do I hear a bid? One dollar. One dollar? <laughs> Why, even a child can see it's worth more. Yeah, I can see. Two dollars. No. Four dollars. Do I hear another bid? Five dollars. Six dollars. Seven dollars. Young $8. lady. Now, what possible use do you have for a girdle? I need the elastic from my slingshot. <laughs> Don't I hear another bid? Something? Anything? No? Sold to the old lady in the front row. Oh. Well, here's the next item. Two tweed grapefruits. Oh, yes. Two tweed suits. But they're very old-fashioned, somewhat worn. I think they're awful. Have we got a sucker who'll make the first bid? <laughs> Fifty cents. Do I hear another bid? 
Well, little lady, not bidding on these items? I don't like them. <laughs> Maybe your father would like them. <laughs> Mom, he thinks they're awful. Well, isn't there any part of them you could use? Yeah, but I already got the button. <laughs> How many? Two. The bid is two dollars. Show one, show two. Ten dollars. Two. Twenty dollars. Ah, twenty dollars. Are they worth forty? Not worth yet. No. Fifty? Cold. Sixty? Cold. Seventy? has been the new Baby Snook show, starring Fanny Bryce as Baby Snook, with Hanley Stafford as Daddy, Carmen Dragon and his orchestra, and the young Paramount singing star Bob Graham. Attention, everybody. Thick and fan, Procter & Gamble's wonderful new cleaner is sponsoring an exciting new contest. And listen, the third week of the contest ends tomorrow at midnight. Hurry, you may win the grand prize. $100 a month for life. Yes, $100 a month as long as you live. 
And every week for five weeks, Spick and Span is awarding 211 other big cash prizes. It's easy to enter. Get complete rules and entry blanks from your grocer tomorrow. This week's contest closes at midnight Saturday, October 18th. Tomorrow, midnight. Hurry, win $100 a month for life. shortage of fats is still critical and worldwide, yet fats are urgently needed to help make soap, paint, and fabric. So everybody, every day, keep on saving every drop of used fats. Those were two episodes from The Baby Snook Show. I'd like to remind you again, if you're enjoying the podcast, to please leave us a five-star rating on your podcast app. It only takes a few seconds, and it really helps the show grow. Everyone stay safe and tune in next time for another classic comedy radio show. And remember, laughter is the best medicine. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Blah, blah, blah.